0: Lock
1: Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is LG Bazaar coming to you. Watchman on the Wall, End Time, Internet Evangelist Broadcast. We're so glad to have you this evening, thanking the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one and only one, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. You got some good news for you, which we all, anytime we come from the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's always good news. And that good news is that Jesus Christ still saves, still saves, still saves, still saves, still saving. And he's saving somebody, somewhere, every day, somebody is accepting Christ. Ever since the beginning of the church, amen, somebody is being saved right now and tomorrow until the end of time, until the end of of the world, and what I mean by world, end of the age, end of the age, the end of all the ruckus, all the sin, all the disasters, all, everything's going to come to an end. Jesus Christ is going to bring righteousness upon this earth, and he's going to bring it through the cross. That's what he's going to do it with. He's going to do it with his shed blood. You can't do it. The government can't do it. The president can't do it. The kings and kings and queens can't do it. It's going to take the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, to what? To straighten the world out, straighten everything out. We know right now the world is in control of Satan. Satan has control of the human race. Uh, Y'all don't believe that. Satan has control of... Of the human race, in other words, because of Adam and Eve, because of Adam and Eve falling in the ground, falling in the Garden of Eden, disobeyed God, sin came into the world, and when sin came into the world, the whole human race failed because of disobedience of Adam and Eve. They disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. That's what Paul's seeing in. Satan, after he was cast out of heaven and dethroned, because Satan was trying to dethrone God, and by him trying to dethrone God, he got
0: dethroned. And
1: since he has got dethroned, he's everlasting, he's everlasting, destroyed. In other words, he will, what, literally, realistically burn in hell, in hell forever and he wants to take the whole human race with it. But God had a plan. God got a plan. And let me tell you, the plan is working because souls are being coming into the kingdom ever since of the church on the day of Pentecost. Man, oh, tell don't tell me God is working. God is working day and night. He never gets tired. Satan says uh, he never gets tired. But his main job is, is to prevent you from going to heaven. That's his job. He can't do nothing but kill, rob, and destroy. And he's destroying souls today because people won't come to Christ. Do you know what I said? People will not come to Christ. Before we get into the word, we're going to ask you to bow your ears. Eternal Father, we come to you at this time, at this hour, at this minute. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for giving us strength in these days that we are living in. We know, Father, that we need you at this hour. We ask you to use my lips of faith, sanctify my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength, that I may preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are coming to you from Warren, Ohio, and we are going on down there to Atlanta, Georgia at Block Talk Radio, and we are on tonight. Amen. Fully prepared to tell you the good news. Jesus Christ died and rose again. He sits on the right-hand side of the Father, and he's making indecision for you. He's making indecision for the sinner. He's making indecision for the backslider. He's making indecision for the hypocrite. He wants the world to recognize who he is and that salvation can only, Come by Jesus Christ. I'll say that again. Salvation can only come by Jesus Christ. What does the Bible say about what our salvation? Let's go to the book of what? Hebrews. 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 Let's get that book. Hey, Amen. Let's get it right now. I don't have a big choir. Uh, I, I, I don't have no uh, music instruments, but we're, we we will not worry about music now. What we worry about is your soul, and here you're going to find out in the book of Hebrews, amen, around the second chapter, amen, amen, in the second chapter of Hebrews, of Hebrews, second chapter, and we're going to let you know, amen, that the word of God is true. It is true. It is true. It is true. It is true. Second chapter. First, first. therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. What we have heard, we have heard the gospel of the cross. We have heard it. We have heard the message of the cross. We have heard how Jesus Christ was born in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, came down through 42 generations, stayed up on this earth. We have heard that. We have heard it for the last 2,000 years. The world has been listening to the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Some isn't accepting it. Some are rejecting it. Some haven't made up their mind. Some are still making the decision, should I accept him or not? Should I repent for my sins? Should I turn from my evil ways? Or should I keep on doing what I'm doing? I enjoy life. I enjoy the pleasures of life. But the Bible says, therefore, we ought to give a more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. The cross, at least at any time, we shall let them slip. Don't let this slip. Don't let the cross slip by you. Don't let the resurrection slip by you. Don't let the word of God slip by you. Don't let the word of God slip by you. Don't let the rapture slip by you. Don't let the tribulation slip by you. Don't let nothing slip by you when you come from the word of God because let me tell you something. There's a time coming. There's a time coming for those that have let this slip. Ooh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be terrible. everything going to be pretty. Listen. The second verse. For if the word spoken by angels has steadfast and every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense, a reward, a reward. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about actually refers to the law of Moses which had many angels in the tenders. Sin either addresses the cross or else it addresses a judgment. So, each person has a choice. Each person on the face of this earth, individual person, has a decision to make in these last and evil days on who are they going to choose to be their master. Either you're going to choose God Almighty to be your master or either you're going to choose Satan to be your master. Majority of the world, listen to me what I'm saying. The majority of the world will choose Satan to be their master. Good, People are choosing wickedness. They're choosing lying, backed by the hypocrites. They're choosing all wickedness because Satan has a whole lot of wickedness. Wickedness, amen. That he's dishing out to the world, and he makes he make wickedness look real tantalizing. He makes it look tempting. He makes it look well, all on do. He makes it look enjoyable. And so the world is chasing after pleasure. After the pride of life, after self-righteous, the world is searching out for money, searching out for sex, searching out for everything that's pleasurable and willing enough to what? Ignore the blood of Jesus Christ. Ignore repentance. Ignore turning from your sins and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people say, I ain't got time for that old stuff. I ain't got time to be singing in the choir. I ain't got time to be praying. I ain't got time to be reading my Bible. I ain't got time to be repenting of my sins and asking Christ to come into my life. I don't. I don't need that right now. I'll get that another time. Well, listen. This is what it says. Listen what it says. Come on now. This is what Brother is trying to tell you out of the Word of God. In the third verse, it says, "How shall we escape if we neglect so great?" Salvation. If we neglect the cross, we have to destroy ourselves. My God, if we reject the cross of Christ, we will actually destroy ourselves. We will literally let sin take control of our life, and we will we will we will die in our sins, and we will go to hell. If you die in your sins without accepting the cross, because Hebrew says, how shall we escape so great a salvation, which is through Jesus Christ, if we neglect him and disobey him and reject him and ignore him, how shall we escape? Because there's no other name given among men where we can be saved. S-A-B-E-D. Yes, go to church. Yes, fellowship. But you can't go to heaven until you accept Jesus Christ. Going to church does not give you salvation. Salvation is by faith. And faith comes by hearing. How can you hear without a preacher? How can you preach? And that's what? God sends him. God sends preachers. God sends men and calls men to preach the gospel. And the gospel is the gospel that the Bible is talking about. And since there is no other name under heaven whereby Brother Lazar can be saved, then the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. You ain't going to heaven by your looks or your mama or your daddy. You're not going to heaven off your car, your house. You're not going to heaven off your job that you have. You're not going to heaven off the house. Good, you look. You're not going to heaven on how long you go to church, or participate in church work, or participate in the administration of the church. You're not going to heaven off of that. How shall we escape the damnations of hell? Except we accept Jesus Christ. We've got to repent. You have to have godly sorrow. You got to be broken down with a contrite heart and be divinely sorry for sinning, sin against a holy God. God is holy. Oh, yes, he is. God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. And let me tell you, if you haven't had the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit work on you, boy, you're in bad shape. Because let me tell you, the Bible says through Jesus Christ said, "Except ye repent, you shall likewise perish." How shall we escape the damnations of hell? Hell is full. Hell is full. Hell is hot. Hell is endless. There's nothing in hell that you want. All sinners, listen to me now. All sinners that die in their sins. We'll go to hell. That's convicting. That's, that, that's, that's, that's awesome. All sinners go to hell. All lost souls go to hell. Good works will not get you to heaven. Working for the Lord without Jesus Christ in your life, you can't make it. You must be born. You must be born again. Otherwise, no man can ever enter the kingdom of God or not even see the kingdom of God. Why? Because sin will not dwell in heaven. Sin will not be tolerated by God in heaven. Sin is destruction. Sin is darkness. Sin is is anything that opposes the righteousness of God. Because the only righteousness that you can attain is through Jesus Christ. Third verse says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If we neglect the cross, we have destroyed ourselves. Be spoken by the Lord. Announced by Christ when he said, repent. Christ said, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew 4, 17. Except you repent, you shall likewise perish. What you mean repent? Turn. Turn from what? Lust. Turn from sin. Turn from adultery. Turn from drugs. Turn from homosexuality. Turn from lesbianism. Turn from gambling. Turn in a repentant spirit and have a godly sorrow for sinning against a holy God. And you can repent. You can be saved. Why? Because Christ, Jesus Christ, son of the living God, the rose of Sharon, the Lily of the valley, the bread of heaven, the living water, what he did, no other man on the planet no other man on the other side of the universe. No other man in the cosmos. No other, no other individual could do what Jesus Christ done, and the, the way that Jesus Christ done is because he was God Almighty in the flesh. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. Ten million years away from now, it will still be Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. It will never change. It will never alter. It will never fail. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father. No man can know the Father. No man can see the Father. No man can dwell with the Father. Except he come by Jesus Christ. He cannot come by the Pope. He cannot come by the Baptist denomination. He cannot come by the Presbyterian. He can't come by Jehovah's Witness. He can't come by no denomination or no occult religion. Why? Because Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a divine relationship with Jesus Christ through the shed blood. The shed blood on on the cross. For Jesus Christ's blood is the only way that a man can get to heaven. In the Hebrews of nine twenty-two, 22, chapter, the 22th verse, it says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, my friend. You can't go to heaven, I'm telling you. Brothers, I can't go to heaven unless I've been born again. I can't go to heaven off my looks. can't go to heaven off my money. can't go to heaven off my edge. I can't do it. It's impossible. And if it's impossible for me to go to heaven without Jesus Christ, come on, it's impossible for you to go to heaven without Jesus Christ. Because God don't have no respect to a person, whether you Jew or whether you Gentile. God has no respect to the person. The Bible said every man that comes to God must come by him through Jesus Christ. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Jesus Christ said, repent. Turn, brother. Turn from that lust. Turn from adultery. Turn from sin, turn from disobedience, turn from unbelief, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Confirmed by healing and miracles, which were witnesses by the original twelve, that the disciples showed the power of God through Jesus Christ. To the disciples after the after the birth of the church. And the day of Pentecost, the disciples went out and preached the gospel to all the world. They did miracles. They did miracles. The same miracles that Jesus Christ done, the disciples did the same thing. Why? Because Jesus said, greater! You shall do greater things than I have. In other words, you will be able to do greater and more things than I did on my earthly life when I was here 33 years, and let me tell you, you're going to do greater things. You're going to be going around the world. You're going to be preaching the gospel to all the nations, all the creatures, all the humanity. I was only able to preach the gospel for three and one-half years. Three and one-half years, Jesus Christ preached the gospel. But he said, after I leave, I'm going to give the church some power from own house to be a witness for me until the utmost parts of the earth. I want you to preach around the world. I want you to preach in a ghetto. I want you to preach in the prison. I want you to preach in the hospital. I want you to preach everywhere you can go to let the world know this Christ that I'm carrying, this Christ that I know is a Savior of the world, and he can save you to the utmost. But you've got to come to him in a repentant spirit. If you think you get getting to heaven off your pride and off your know-how, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. Why? Because how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Nothing can deliver you from sin. Listen to me. Nothing can deliver you from the sin of the soul and of the flesh. Nothing can deliver you but the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ took our sins, your sins, your mama's sins, your daddy's sins. He took all the sins of the world, and it was nailed to the cross. Because Jesus Christ had no sin, good sin. He was a sinless sacrifice because he was God in the flesh, and God cannot sin, neither can he stand sin for. If God didn't have the sacrifice that he did have, the whole world would go to hell. But the Bible says in John three sixteen, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever be- believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In other words, all those that repent and turn from the wicked ways, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And when Jesus Christ saved your soul, he saved your soul forever. You can't be lost no more. You can't lose your salvation. Why? Because salvation is free. And Jesus Christ, he said, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never leave you, neither will I forsake you. Lord, have mercy. And Paul said, he said, when I, when When I found out what the law was, I died. In other words, he realized that he was a sinner. Whoa, yes, he was. And then he said about me being a sinner, I recognized that one day the Lord came to me out of heaven. I'm going to Jerusalem, and I'm going to Jerusalem to captivate the Christian. But Jesus Christ stopped a brother Saul on the way to Damascus, and he called out and said, Saul! Saul, so, why persecutest thou me? And Brother Saul answered and said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. You're hitting me. You're dogging me. You're you you, you you're trying to get rid of me. And Paul, Saul looked up and said, Lord, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. It's hard to kick against the prick. In other words, it's hard to kick against a a, a sharp instrument. And the church is a sharp instrument. It's the sharpest instrument on the face of the earth. Because when you kick against the church, you're kicking against Jesus Christ. And when you kick against Jesus Christ, you're kicking against the creator, the God that made the heaven and earth, the God of gods and the Lord of lords. The one that carnal raises the sea. The one that can speak to a dead man get a, You're speaking against a sharp prick. When you speak against the church and you don't know what a prick is, a prick is a sharp instrument that you put behind a, a horse's hoof. And when that horse gets to acting up and kicking around and he hit that sharp prick, that horse will straighten up and he will make he will make sure that he don't kick too high because if he kick too high, he's gonna get stuck with that plate. And when you go against the church, when you speak against the church, and the church, who who's the head of the church? When you speak against the church, you're preaching against Christ. And when you kick against Christ, you're kicking against your sharp plate. You're rebelling against your sharp plate. But Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to destroy. You, I didn't come to destroy the law. i come to fulfill the law. And he said, I didn't come to save the righteous. i come to call the sinner and call him to repentance. I want the sinner man to turn from his wicked ways. And when the sinner man returns from his wicked ways and repents of his sins and accepts Jesus Christ, he's going to receive a change in life. He's going to receive a new birth. He's going to be redeemed by the blood. He's going to be sanctified uh, by faith. He's going to be justified by faith. And he's going to be washed in the blood of the lamb. He becomes the son of God. He becomes a new creature. All things will pass away. Behold, everything is new. And when you know Jesus Christ, you become a new creature. You'll never be the same again, I know for a fact. I'll never be the same again. I'll never go back into that world. I'll never be lost again. I'll never, 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 never leave the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll never turn my back on God. Let's he turn his his back on me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he was talking to the Christian. He said, I'll never leave you and forsake you. But if you're not a Christian this evening, if you're not a Christian this evening, you're lost. And when you come before the judgment seat, and if you ain't saved at the great white throne, God is going to reject you. You hear what I said? If you are not saved, listen, if you are not saved and you die tomorrow or you die right now and you cease to be on the face of this earth, you're going to one or two places. If you are saved, you will receive you will be received into the kingdom. If you're, not, if you're not saved, you will be received into the bowels of hell. You will be there. You will be there until the great white throne occur. The great white throne is for all the wicked dead, all the wicked dead, all the lost, all those that went to church all their life and never received Jesus Christ will be there all the so-called good folks, all those that are in the elite world that thought they could, because they were rich, that they couldn't go to heaven, all the pretty people, all the ugly people, all the unsaved people, Make no difference, race, creed, or color, or ethnic background. If you are going to stand before the great white, white throne, and the Bible tells me in the 20th chapter of Revelation, uh, uh, there were some books open. And these books were open, and then it said, Those that were open and their name was found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The wicked, the lost, those that never had a what? A divine relationship with Jesus Christ by faith. For by faith is without faith. Without faith is impossible to please God. You must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. For faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And when you hear the word of God, you should obtain faith. And what is the faith? In? The faith is in the burial, is in the burial, and is in the miracles, is in the suffering, is in the death, is in the resurrection of the Lord and Jesus Christ, because Jesus became our sin barrier. He became sin, but he knew no sin, and our sins were laid on him. Our sins were laid on him by what he was able to take it. He took our sins and was nailed to the cross, and by being nailed to the cross, Jesus paid the price uh, because the price was paid 2,000 years ago when he came down to 40 and two generations. He came down through the book of came down through Seth on down through Enoch On down to Noah, he came on down to Lemish, he came on down to Judah, he came on down through the twelve tribes of Israel. And when he was born of a virgin Mary, they tell me a son shall be, uh, a a child shall be born, and a son shall be given, and you shall call his name the Almighty, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. He is wonderful. And this same Jesus, uh, when he came down, he said. I didn't come um, to destroy uh, mankind. I didn't come to damn mankind. I come to call the sinner man to righteousness. I call him out of darkness into the marvelous light. And since 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ has been gone. But he said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, you're going to be there also. How shall we escape if we neglect the cross How shall we escape if we neglect the resurrection? How shall we escape if we neglect the suffering that he did on Calvary's cross? Oh, yes, he suffered. He suffered until they hooked him and they bawled him and they cursed him and they spit on him and they kicked him and he didn't say a mumbling word because he knew. He knew that if he didn't go to the cross, if he didn't let man slay him and crucify him, there would be no way, no way man could be saved. No man can save himself, no man can have another man to save him. The only man that can save you from sin and sanctify your soul and wash you in the blood of life. Lamb is Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Quit trying to work your way to heaven. Come on. You're getting. We're we all getting old. We're 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 losing our stamina. Why wait till you get old and gray to receive Jesus Christ? The Bible said, remember you're created in the days of our youth. Why, you young and getting around and moving around. You need Christ now because life is just like a vapor. You can be here today and leave today. Ooh, death don't have no respect to person. People are dying all over the world. Young folks, old folks, babies are dying. Hey, Lord, have mercy. Look at, look how people are dying. Alcoholism, car accidents, drugs, symptoms, and all kinds of diseases. People are dying of lung cancer people are dying of leukaemia, people are dying of AIDS and HIV, people are dying. And sometimes you got to wonder. Sometimes I think, oh, are they saved? Are you saved? Are you it's your soul saved? It ain't what you die with. It's it ain't what you die with what? It's who is in your life that can save your soul that when you do die, your soul will go to the presence of God. Your soul will be shipped to paradise. And paradise is no longer in the heart of the earth. Paradise is in the presence of God. When the son of man dies, he goes straight to hell. Hell is a waiting tank. Hell is a waiting place for the great white throne. Hell is for all the wicked. Hell is for all the lost. There will be nobody in hell saved. Woo! Saved folks can't go to hell. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. I said saved folks cannot go to hell. They can't go. Why? Christ saved their soul From what? Sin. No longer are you a sinner. No longer can you sin. You don't practice sin. There's still seeds still you've got to deal with as a Christian as you grow in grace because the Christian race is a race of growth. you got to grow. You've got to mature. You've got to come out of that baby stage. you got to come out of that adolescent stage. You've got to come out of that teenager stage. You've got to come out of that man stage until you mature in the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, no man can pluck you out of his hand. No man. Paul said, nothing can separate me from the love of God, neither height, neither death, neither tribulation, neither nothing. No power in heaven, no power in heaven or in hell can separate me from the love of God, which is found in nobody but Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ had the power to keep you through all your problems, through all your situations. Because the world is in a bad, bad shape. The world is in a shape like it's never been before. The world is getting ready to go under the judgment. The world is getting ready to face the Antichrist because he's here on the earth today, and he's waiting for the proper time to come on the scene. He cannot come on the scene nowhere around until the body of Christ is excommunicated. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm talking about the rapture. The rapture soon will occur on earth. Everything that the Bible said is coming true. Everything that the Bible said done came true in the past, is coming true in the present, and it's going to come true in the future. Everything that the Bible is saying from Genesis to Revelation is being fulfilled today, and now we're living in the last day because the last day is perilous times. Men will become rebellious. Men will become evil. Men will be killing and murdered. Men will be lying and cheating and backbiting. Church folks will be in a lax because the Bible said in the last day there should be a falling away first. And the falling away is that men have neglected the great salvation which is brought by Jesus Christ. Because the Bible said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation that we delivered and to glory by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? He bore that cross. 2,000 years ago, he pinned that cart on Calvary Mountain, and when he got up there, he hung. Didn't he hang? He hung. He hung for six long hours from 9 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He hung until he cried out, said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? That happened. That's true. That's real. That ain't no plaything. The crucifixion was real. That death was real. When he went to the graveyard and put him in the tomb, that was real. He stayed in the earth, in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. That was real. When he got up on the third day morning, that was absolutely real. Because when he got up, he said, now, now. I got all power in my hand. I got the keys of death and hell. He shut the keys out of the pit of hell and said, now I got the authority. And I got got the authority to decide who goes to hell and who don't go. And the only one that will go is those that reject me. I got the key. I got the opening. I got the salvation. I got it. If you want to come on into the kingdom, you got to come on into me. If you want joy, you got to come to me. If you want peace, you got to come to Christ. If you want love and mercy, you got to come to Christ. If you want understanding of God's word, you got to come to Christ. If you want to be caught up up in the rapture, you got to come to Christ. Good God almighty, yeah, you got to come to Jesus Christ. You can't go to the preacher, you can't go to the deacon, you can't go to your best friend. You can't go to the king. You can't go to the priest. You can't go to the, to the world of kings and ask them to get you in heaven because nobody on this earth or on the other side of the earth or anybody from here to eternity can get you into the kingdom. But who? Who? Jesus. 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 Not the Pope. No, no. Not the cardinals. No, no. Not no denomination. No, no. Not Jehovah Witness. No. Not the Baptist. No. Not the Church of God in Christ. No. Not the Methodist. No. Jesus. Come on. He is the answer. We can't escape hell. I can't escape hell unless I have a redemptive experience with Christ. I don't care how good I am, because I ain't good. Only one good, God is good. Not how smart I am. Not how much money I've got won't work. Not how well I dress won't work. Your soul, your soul tonight, if you ain't saved, your soul is in jeopardy of hell if you ain't saved tonight. You could die tonight. Ain't no way that you guarantee to wake up in the morning. Ain't no guarantee that you're going to live another 10 or 15 or 5. You ain't no guarantee. You don't know when you're going to leave here. But if you leave, know who you're leaving with. Leave with Jesus Christ. Let him come into your life. you got to repent of your sin because the wages of sin is what? Death. If you sinning, spiritual death is coming to you. And if you die in your spiritual death, you will be separated, separated, separated from God Almighty forever. And the only connection you got now is why you alive, and the only connection that you can do is come to Jesus Christ because Christ is coming soon. 2023 ain't going to be no picnic and it don't look pretty. The economy is collapsing. The political world collapsing. The church world is collapsing. People have a form of God, but they ain't got no power. Apostle Paul said that in the last days, there shall come a falling away first. Falling away from what? Falling away from the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his suffering and his death and his resurrection. Don't have no desire to recognize that this is the only way you can escape. Men have escaped prison. Men have escaped the concentration camp. Men have escaped many areas in which they tried to escape. Some tried and some died. But here's one place that you will never escape if you die and go to hell. You can't escape hell. Ain't nobody going to come down there and barn you out. Ain't nobody come down there and pet you on the back. Ain't nobody going to say, oh, I would go for you. Ain't nobody going to come and I would go for you, but I can't. Because if you go to hell, you're going to hell on yourself. You so self-righteous, you so self-centered, you so self-know-it-all, come on. you got to get up off of that. you got to know only, only one man knows all things. That's Jesus Christ, knows all things. He knows things going to happen before they happen. He knows all things. I don't know nothing. But one thing I do know, save Jesus. Save Jesus. Save Jesus and him crucified for my sins. I'm guilty for crucifying the Lord. I, I, I spat up on him. I stomped him. I whipped him. I did everything that those Roman soldiers did. Put on Calvary's cross. I did everything. Lying, cheating, backbiting, adultery. I did that. And Christ says, I forgive you. Come to me. Repent of your sins. And Brother all starts running. I've been running ever since then. I've been running. I've been running. Why? Because one thing about it, I can't look back now. I don't come too far. You don't come too far. Don't die and go to hell. Of all the things that can happen to you, of all the things that are going to happen to you, disaster things, the worst disaster would will ever, ever have to face is you die without Christ by repenting of your sins and being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. or some can say in the name of Jesus Christ, is only one baptism. We are in a time now where folks is lackadaising. How shall we escape? How shall we escape fire? How shall we escape the seven-year tribulation that's coming up on the earth? Shortly, we already see the motion Already see what's going on? All over the world in the hottest spot right now, the hottest spot on the face of this earth is Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the hottest spot on the planet. It's not Chicago. It's not New York. It's not Los Angeles. It's not New Orleans. It's not uh, uh, Tallahassee, Florida. It's Jerusalem. Why is it such uh, uh, things going on? Why? Because that's it's the place where the king is going to return. Jesus Christ is going to return and stand on the top of the Mount of Olives. At the end of the tribulation period, when Christ brings the church back with him on earth, because seven years prior to the prior to the seven year tribulation, the rapture occur and Jesus removed his body from the heaven from the earth, and now they're coming back, within our seven-year tribulation, and we are going to rule and reign on the earth. And sin will have his last phase During the millennium reign, just before the millennium reign occurred, Satan, whoo, hallelujah, Satan and all his demons, This is what's going to happen to Satan and all his demons, all his devils, and all his cords. This is what happened in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter. It says that I, John, I, John, this is what John saw. He saw. in the 20th chapter of Revelation. This is the end of the tribulation period. Here is the beginning of the millennium period. Listen to what happened. And I saw an angel come down from heaven. You hear what I said? Come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit. This is after the tribulation period. Satan will meet his match, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon. Satan, that old serpent, that old wicked one, that old fallen cherubim, old Lucifer, how art thou fallen from heaven? and he done fell, and this will be the fourth time he done and he's going to fall into the bottomless pit, and when he come out of the bottomless pit, he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. The five fallings, the five fallings that he said in Isaiah said, I will, I will adopt my throne. I will go above the clouds. I will. He, he's talking about this, all will, and it's constantly going down. Now he's at the foot and the mouth of the bottomless pit. And it says, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Refers to brain refers to being bound by the great chain carried by the angel, And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal up on him. Not only did he set him up, but he set all his fallen angels. I don't know how many angels fail. But they tell me one third of the angelic beings fail with Lucifer. I don't know if it's 2 billion, 3 billion, 5 billion, 6 billion, but all these wicked spirits that's hovering the earth today, all these UFOs, all these entities, all these demonic spirits that's hovering the earth and got the earth in turmoil, got the earth in confusion, got the earth in a downward spiral into the bowels of the bodily pit. These demons will be locked up with Lucifer, the devil, the old dragon, the old serpent will be locked up for a thousand years. He will not be able to mess with humanity for a thousand years. There will be peace on the earth during the millennial reign. God will bring back order from disorder because God is going to reign through Jesus Christ up on the earth for a thousand years in Jerusalem. Y'all hear me what I am saying? Jerusalem will be the headquarters of Jesus Christ during the millennium reign. He will reign for a thousand years. And for those that came through the tribulation, the great tribulation, in their natural body, they got saved saved during the tribulation period. They will enter into the millennium reign. Only ones that are saved will enter in, and they will have the authority to repopulate the earth because God is going to give man a last dispensation. That's the dispensation of unbelief. God is going to prove to man woo, that man is totally depraved, totally sick, totally lost until they meet Jesus Christ. During the millennium reign, men will live for longevity, they will live like 300 years, 400 years, 500 years, 600 years, 700 years, until 1,000 years, and they will repopulate the earth. And those that are born, they will be born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and they will rule and reign with Jesus Christ, and they will have an opportunity to, to receive Christ as a Lord and Savior because they're going to be with Him, they're going to see Him, the nail print. they're going to see the marks on Him, they're going to talk to Him. Woo! Yes, they will. And the Lord gonna say, "I'm gonna to prove to mankind that there's one sin you cannot blame on the devil. You cannot blame on the devil unbelief, because the devil believes and he trembles at the name of Jesus Christ." And man, during the millennium reign, during the millennium reign, he will witness every detail about Jesus Christ, because Christ will be here on the earth. And you will be able to touch him, talking, talk with him, see him, see him, the prince, see every evidence that he is Jesus Christ. You will have the witnesses of the saints, you will have the witness of the angels, you will have witness of everything. And then after the thousand years are over, God is going to set Satan, Lucifer, and his demons a aloof one more time. One more time he's going to let him aloof. And that will only last a season. And after he let Satan loose, those that did not get saved during the millennium reign, they will lock up with Lucifer and they will plot to burn Jerusalem and destroy Jerusalem. And it is called the last battle in the book of Revelation, the God and Magog. This is not the God and Magog in the book of Ezekiel 39 and 30. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. and 39th chapter, this is another God, may God, after millennium reign, and they will follow Lucifer after they have been a witness of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in person. They still will not come to Christ, and they tell me they will be damned because they believe not on the Son of God. After the millennium reign, Satan will be. Will be cast into the lake of fire that burns with brimstone. You hear what I said? And I said, Lucifer, Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, the old red dragon will be literally cast into a boiling liquid fire, brimstone. And all those that follow Satan during the millennium reign will be cast in with him. After Satan has been cast into the lake of fire, the Bible says there's going to be one final judgment. And the final judgment is called the great white throne. And at the great white throne, they tell me there's going to be, oh, wait a minute, let me get the scripture. Let me get the scripture. After we get the scripture, we're going to say in the Bible, 20th chapter, the 11th verse. It's called the Great White Throne. That's the Great White Throne. This is what John the Revelator saw and when he wrote down, it's short, it's faithful, it's true exactly what he wrote down. This is what he said. And I saw a great white woman. This proclaims the final judgment of the unredeemed. The unredeemed, which will take place at the kingdom age, the millennium age. And him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Him that sat on the throne proclaimed none other than God. However, we must understand that it is a person of the Godhead, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew twenty five and thirty-one. He he is the Savior today. He will be the judge tomorrow. Woo! Listen at that. He is the Savior today, but he will be the judge tomorrow. This means no new heaven and new earth are in the offering. Listen what he says. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, open, which is a book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. According to their works, proclaim the manner of judgment. These are the wicked people. The books are open and the, 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 the works that they've done that's written in the book, they're going to be judged for it. And when he says, both small and great, all the captains and the, the elite, the rich, the poor, all the unredeemed people who never, 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 one more time, never accepted Christ as their Savior. They had a form of garland, but they never received the power. They had a a falling away first, and the man of sin would would be revealed. There has been a falling away of the church world today. And you say, well, brother, what did they fall away from? They've fallen away from the cross. They've fallen away from the shed blood. They're falling away from the." something that Jesus Christ done. They've fallen away from the resurrection. They don't want nothing to do with it. They won't accept it. They won't believe it. They won't embrace it. They won't cheer for it. They won't rejoice about it. What Jesus Christ did to save our soul from sin. And here they are before the great white throne, all the unredeemed, those that did not get saved. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book. According to the words, all the earthly life will be revealed at the great white throne. The church, listen to me now, the church will not participate in being judged because the church is already being judged. The church will visualize and see the judgment before the great white throne. The church would not stand before the great white throne. The church stood before the beam of seat of Jesus Christ. Be judged for their works. Now the unredeemed are going to be judged for their works without Christ being in their life. you understand that? And also on the day of small and great stand before God pertain to the second resurrection the resurrection of the damn nation. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, and which was the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book, according to their works. And the seed gave up the dead which were in it. And then death and hell was delivered up the dead which were in them. Points to the fact that the unredeemed person who has ever lived will face the great white throne judgment. None will be exempt. Ooh, nobody. Every person that was born will be at this great white throne. Nobody will be exempt. They will be judged for their works, not for their salvation. They never acquired salvation. This is the Bible. This is the B-I-B-L-E. This is the book of books. This book was written over a period of 1,500 years. There's no mistake in this book. There's no changing in this book. There's no alternate in this book. There's no compromising with this book. All the unredeemed that ever live upon this planet. Cain will be there. Jezebel will be there. Nations and and armies will be there. Those that never accepted Christ, Hitler will be there. Mussolini will be there. All the dictators, all the preachers, all the false cardinals, all the false posts will be there. All the wicked people who never accepted Christ, who never bowed before the cross, who never Let the shed blood cleanse their soul and their mind and their spirit. They refuse it. And now they got to pay for their own sins. You don't want to pay for your own sins. You you don't want to die and go to hell and, and, and pay for your own. You don't want to do that, no. But the world is saying today, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't believe in this God. i got my own God. I'm going to do what I please. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to say what I want to say, and I'm going to tell you one thing. Don't try to change. Nope. There's only one person to change you. Jesus Christ. That's only one. You may look like a Pepsi-Cola bottle. You may be the fine wine of You know what I'm talking about. You can strut. You can have all the utensils you got thinking you pretty, witty, witty, and all of this stuff and tell me something. I don't care how pretty you are. There's going to be pretty women at the great white throne. There's going to be armies at the great white throne. There's going to be kings and priests at the great white throne. They're going to be wicked, wicked, wicked people. Nobody there will be nobody but the wicked group from Genesis to Revelation. Fourteen says, "And death and hell were cast. Death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. Combined include the wicked of all ages." This is a second death. The eternal, listen, eternal separation from God and the lake of fire. Eternal separation. Eternal separation. From God. You never was, you never was saved you never reconcile your soul. You never was justified. You never was sanctified by the blood of Christ. And since you were never saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you will be separated from God Almighty. Almighty God. Forever. Through eternity. You will have to pay the penalty for sin. God does not put people in hell. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for your sin. So you can't blame it on God for going to hell. If you go to hell, you're going on your own. You're going because you love sin more than you love righteousness. You love sin more than you love the cross. You endow with sin more than you endow with righteousness, and the only way you can endow yourself with righteousness is through the righteousness of Jesus Christ and His shed blood. And the Bible says, preaching of the cross to those that are lost is foolishness. And the cross is preached today, but many people think it's a foolish waste of time. But to those that are saved, it is a power of God to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It said, they were cast into the lake of fire. This includes single individual who isn't redeemed, beginning with Adam and Eve. That is if they didn't come back to God. I believe in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that Adam and Eve, I believe God redeemed them in the beginning because they knew what they had did in the. I believe they repented of their sins. And God made sure that because he explained to them in the garden. It's not scripture, but he explained to them in the garden the plan of salvation. How do you know, preacher? I talk to the Lord every day, and he told me to go to the third chapter of what? Third chapter of Genesis. And I'm going to show you the first summon that God preached, the first sermon, 3 and 15. Let's see what it says. This is what he said to Satan. This is what he told Satan. He said, Satan, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I, he said, and I will put imity. Between you and the woman, and between your seed, because the devil got seed, the uh, angels can cohabitate and have uh, nephilim's, and between your seed and her seed. Now listen. It it shall bruise thy head and you shall bruise his seed. Jesus is preaching to Lucifer in the garden. And he said, I'm going to put an image between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Jesus, God told Satan, That seed is Christ. That seed is Christ. He is going to what? Christ is going to bruise your head. In other words, he's going to smash you. This is a sermon now. He's going to smash you to the ground. And your whole crew your whole hell angel that fell from heaven, I'm going to crash their head. I'm going to bruise their head. The victory that Jesus won at what? At Calvary. Jesus won that at Calvary. How can he win that? He won that by suffering and dying and coming back from the grave. What did he do? He paid. He paid the price of sin through his blood. And in then in the, the soul is in the blood. And God's soul, God's spirit, was in the blood in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ paid the price for sin. In other words, he got the victory over Satan and he's going to smash his head. 20th chapter. Of revelation where he puts him in the pit, he lets him loose a little bit, and then he goes to hell. Smash it. All of it, all the deeds, no more sin. Humanity will have to face. No more is done. It says shall bruise your head. That's the resurrection. And you and you shall bruise his heel. Bruise whose heel? Christ is healed. He was hung on Calvary. They took nails that drove through his feet. They bruised his heel. They took nails and through his hand. They whipped him with stripes. They spat upon him. They beat him beyond reckoning. They bruised him. Satan bruised him. He's healed, crucifixion, but he got up out of the grave. Now, here's a sermon to the woman. This is what he said to the woman. And to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrows and your conception. The original plan of God was that the husband and the wife would bring sons, listen, and daughters of God into the world due to the fall, they can only bring sons and daughters into the world in the likeness of Adam. They took upon the image of Adam, a sinner. Wrong. In sorrow you shall bring forth children. As a result of the fall, children would be born into the world of sorrow. And you'll desire to be to your husband, and he shall rule over you. A husband instead of God would rule now rule over her. That was a sermon to Eve. Satan got his son. Here's Adam's son. The first message. Before they were cast out of the garden. And Adam, he said, because you have hardened into the voice of your wife and have eaten of the Tree of which I commanded you, saying, "You shall not eat thereof." It. Curse is the ground for your sake, and sorrow you shall eat of it all the days of your life. This is also thorns and thistles, thorns also and thistles shall bring forth. You shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are and into dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of the living. And and to Adam also, and to his wife, the Lord God made coats of skin and clothed them. This is, is and represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ. In order for God to clothe Adam and Eve, there's only one way he could have did it, because Adam and Eve, try to cover their nakedness for their shamelessness and for their embarrassment with fig leaves. And fig leaves represent self-religion. Religion Religion that's trying to cover sin. Religion that's trying to redeem man. Religion that's trying to sanctify men. Religion that's trying to justify men. Can never do it. Could never do it. And never will. But God killed two animals. I believe two animals, not scripture, but two animals was killed and slayed. And God made them of skin, from most likely a lamb, and clothed them to show them that they were insufficient of bringing salvation to themselves but God had to shed blood in order to get the coat of skin to clothe Adam and Eve. Jesus Christ came to this earth and died for our sins, that we can be clothed with righteousness, and through that man can be saved. So man can never, 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 never acquire salvation on his own, because salvation belongs to the Lord. I hope you understand that. The first sermon in the Bible, three of them, one to Lucifer, one to the woman, and one to the man. He told them exactly what would go on and what he would do in the latter days. He was giving Adam and Eve a blood sacrifice of Adam and he explained to them because he explained it to Lucifer that there's a seed coming a righteous seed, a seed that will be able to redeem man. And God is the only seed when he planted into Mary's womb by the Holy Ghost and Mary was found with child. That's the seed, Jesus Christ. And he told Lucifer, you're going to bruise his head. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. He did at the resurrection. He did. Cast him into the bottomless pit. He did. Cast him into Jenna and hell itself. And all his angels will be damned forever, eternity. Why? Because God is going to snatch them. And all those that follow Lucifer, all those that follow the world, all those that had a pride of life, all those that rejected the whole plan of God's salvation, there's only one way to heaven. One heaven, one hell, one baptism. Woo! Once one salvation who is above all and in all, and now he is saved today and there's a time coming when the reformation and the church will be caught up. God is going to remove his body from this earth. And who is his body? Jesus Christ is the head of his own body. This is what I'm saying. The blood sacrifice is the ultimate plan of God. Adam and Eve, I believe, will be in heaven. I believe that. But I believe Cain and all those that rejected that sacrifice, except the ones that the promises had to follow down to, such as Seth, on down to Enoch, on down to Lamech, on down to Noah, on down to Shem, on down to Abraham, on down to Isaac, on down to Jacob, on down to the twelve tribes, on down from Judah. Out of Judah shall come a law. Out of Judah shall come a king. Out of Judah shall come a, 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 a star up out of Jacob, a scepter of righteousness. The one and only uh, 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 apostle Paul said. Amen. He is the righteous one. Job said he's the redeemer. You said he's my Lord and my God. woo So what I'm saying, Christ and Christ alone, God Almighty, made reservations. He made a way for man to escape hell. Hell is awful, but sin, until it's all over, ugly. In the beginning, sin looks delicious. Sin looks wonderful. Sin, people are craving sin. You know how how a man man handles sin? Let me show you how a man handles sin. Amen. Let's go to the book of Job. In the book of Job. In the book of Job, in the 15th chapter. In the 15th chapter. In the 15th chapter of Job, we find these words. In the 15th chapter of Job, let's get it, let's get it, hurry up, hurry up. Fifteen chapter, sixteen verse. This is what it says about man and seed. Fifteen chapter, sixteen verse. How much more abominable and filthy is man, which his iniquity like water? I'll read that again. Fifteen chapter, sixteen verse. Job. How much more, how much more abominable and filthy is man, which drinketh iniquity like water. That's what the world is doing today, drinking iniquity like water. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this what I gotta tell you in the 17th chapter of Revelation. Revelation 17th chapter. Let's see what the woman got in her hand. Amen. That she's getting ready to drink. Let's she what she's she drinking. 17th chapter, it says this, fourth verse. And the woman was raised in purple and scarlet color, with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of what abomination and filthiness of her fornication, and up on her forehead, a name was written. Mystery Babylon, the great mother of horrors, and abomination of the earth. This is the false church that's only arising right now. The false church is kicked off by the Roman Catholic Pope. The Pope now, he wants all religions. Listen to me what I'm trying to tell you. All religions of the world is planning to come together at Mount Sinai Called the Abraham Accord, they are planning to unite all religion, whether it's false or not. All religion will unite together and become a one-world church, which is one-world government. And this woman that typifies the false church has a golden cup in her hand, filled with filthiness and abomination of the earth and the earth is filthy right now, and this woman is getting ready to ride, and when she rides, it's going to be consistent of all unredeemed people who don't know Jesus Christ, will link up with the Antichrist, and believe that it, he's it the true Christ, and they will worship the beast because the beast is what the woman is riding on, which is she's riding on the political... Uh, cook political structure, but it's going to be reversed when the Antichrist comes, and he's going to burn Rome. He's going to burn Babylon. He's going to want the world to worship him and only him, and when they worship him, that is going to be causing the moth of the beast. The mark of the beast is in preparation right now, and pretty soon it's going to come on the scene that's going to be mandatory that you receive a mark on your forehead or on the back of your hand. And if you do so, that means that you believe that this man that's coming on the scene is the true Christ when he is not going to be the true Christ. It's going to be the false Christ because the devil's going to use his body to do a false faith resurrection and cause him to be raised from the dead, and the, all the world will wonder after the beast with the golden cup that the woman had in the hand because they're going to be willing to drink sin. They're going to drink. They're going to drink blood of babies. They're going to sacrifice babies. They're going to drink blood of fornication. They're going to drink blood. They're going to drink uh, uh, adultery. They're going to drink homosexuality. They're going to drink all of that wickedness that's in this cup The world is going to drink it. you understand what I'm saying? The world is drinking sin tonight. You might be drinking sin. Guess what? If you disbelieve that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you reject the Word of God and you you reject the blood of Jesus Christ, you are drinking iniquity. The Bible says, whoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Bible says, whoever believeth not shall be damned. So if you reject Jesus Christ, you're going to be damned because you refuse the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ because he said, God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. And here you are rejecting the plan of salvation. This is Elder other Jeepers line. Think on what the word of God is saying. I'm not mad at nobody. I don't hate nobody. I love everybody. Everybody. People I don't even know I love. them. You know why? Because the love of God is in me. And God loves everybody. If God loves everybody, you call yourself a Christian, you should love everybody. But if you are if you're not a Christian and have received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you don't love everybody, you I don't know what you got. You ain't got nothing. If God can love your speaking self, uh oh, and me, and you say you know God, and you don't love everybody, your salvation is is wavery. Your salvation is in jeopardy. Your salvation is not salvation, it's religion. But Jesus Christ said whosoever will let him come. Because one thing about it, there ain't going to be no sin in heaven. There ain't going to be no gambling in heaven. There ain't going to be no whorehouses. There ain't going to be no grid joints. There ain't going to be no keep There ain't going to be no uh, 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 broken homes. No, that's over with. There ain't going to be no homosexuals in heaven. No, 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 no. There ain't going to be no Gaze in heaven? No. Impossible. Why? Christ died. When Christ died and got up from the grave, you got to come to him. Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you so much that he's willing enough to give you a place in his kingdom. But if you don't know his son, you're a son of Satan. You're working for the devil. If you're walking in unbelief, unbelief, you're a son of Satan. I done told you once, whoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Whoever believeth not, not. Whoever believeth not, not. Whoever believeth not, not. She'll be damned. Period. How long we got left? Short. Less than a year. Oh, we don't believe that. That ain't true. If you call God's word a lie, and God don't lie. He said, "Before I come back, one thing is going to happen. One thing going to happen is nothing." Else. He said, "I'm going to bring my people back into the land of Israel, and they're going to come from the four corners of the earth. They're going to come from the north, the south, the west, and the east. And I'm going to plant them in the land, and I'm going to what? I'm going to save a remnant of them. I'm going to cause them to rebuild the temple. I'm going to cause them to make a covenant." Ooh, with the Antichrist. I'm going to cause them and bring war up on the earth. I'm going to let the Antichrist come, which is the white horse. I'm going to let war come, which is Gog and Magog, which is Russia itself. I'm going to cause famine in the land, which I'm going to cause drought in the land. And I'm going to cause farmers not to, to be able to grow food. The grocery stores are going to get empty. They tell me, and then I'm going to cost diseases to come. I'm going to cause AIDS. I'm going to cause coronavirus. I'm going to cause pneumonia. I'm going to cause blue body plague. I'm going to cause Ebola. I'm going to let these plagues strike the earth. And those that don't know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, they're going to be caught up in the world and they're going to receive the mark of the beast. And when you receive the mark of the beast, that means your soul is damned forever. You have no chance to be redeemed. Because you have given yourself over to Satan and received his mark. And his mark is 666. You better listen. Time is winding up. Time is winding up, my friends. 2023 is getting ready to come on in here. And when it come in here, it's going to be a change in some of the people's thoughts. Of the return of Jesus Christ. Even the sinner man today goes out on the street, know something's gonna happen pretty soon. And you got church folk, preachers, deacons, sisters, choir members don't know nothing about the return of Jesus Christ, and not looking for him to come back. And if you ain't looking for him, what are you looking for? You ain't you're not gonna be here for y'all. You ain't going to live maybe three score and 10 years and maybe four score if your body's able to take it. You're just a breath of air. Your life is like a vanity. It's like a teapot. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when Jesus Christ spit the sky? You can't do nothing but try to hide, and you can't hide. And the Bible says whoever is guilty, let it be guilty still. Whoever is is unholy, let it be unholy. In other words, when Jesus Christ spit the sky, ain't no use of trying to change. Stay as you are. You don't want to go to hell, my friends. This is Elder all up in Warren, Ohio, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I know it, makes, it may sound kind of wild, but it is real. God loves you. He loves your soul. He wants your soul. And if you prepare to give your soul over to Satan and do his work, and walk in his steps and refuse the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you will have to ultimately pay for your own sin. And that you don't want to do. You don't want to have to pay for your own sins. Christ, the anointed ones, Jesus, the Savior of the world. Is wooing you, and pleading with you, and calling out your name. He's standing at the door, knocking. wanting to come in? Let him come in tonight. Let Christ take your sins. That drug that you own, that the you know, homosexual tendencies, and uh, the uh, alcoholism, and uh, uh, infidelity, and sex, and fornication, and Uh, uh, incest you need to come to Christ because if you die and die and go to hell you're not dying because of the sins you've done you're going to die and go to hell because you refuse to accept Christ you actually told Christ I I, I I would like to accept you but I can't do it now I, I, I I feel like I need Christ in my life. I I won't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. You can slip out of here anytime. Don't wait. Because once you're dead, you ain't getting back up. Very very few people ever die. Very few. I mean a few out of ever die and come back again. You get up in an automobile accident, your your is mangled up in that metal, you ain't coming back. You die of a drug overdose, you may, God might spare you, he can, he can call you. But if you die without remedy, I mean, you just die, boom, bam, you're out of here. Most likely, when they put you in the grave, you ain't coming back up until the resurrection morning. Don't get caught at the great white throne because if you come back from the dead and you stand in at the great white throne, you're done. You're done. You can't go to no church meeting. You can't have no Bible study. You can't have nobody to pray for you. You cannot be anointed. You cannot call on the name of Jesus and be saved at the great white throne. You're done. It's over. And you don't hear the gospel in your lifetime. If you hear it once or twice, you're responsible. And people are hearing it all over the world. They're going to be responsible. If they don't accept Jesus Christ, they're going to find out. They're going to end up at the great white throne, and they are going to remember exactly when they could accept you. But they didn't. My friend, this is all of I love every one of you out there. I love you to death. I thank God for Jesus Christ. I thank God I'm able to come on the air a little bit. I don't know how many I got counted out there that's listening to this radio broadcast, but I'm telling you right now, this is what's on the wall coming to you from the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from all the way from Genesis to Revelation. I'm preaching it, preaching it, preaching it, because right now we're getting ready to enter what the the the, the tribulation period between between uh, between January and September of 2023 because the red helpers are here. The Arkham to come is getting ready. The temple's getting ready to be rebuilt. The priests are getting ready for the menorah. They're getting ready. They're getting ready. Russia's getting ready to make an attack upon Israel. The, the kingdoms and the systems and the the, uh, the armies of the world is plotting to overthrow Jerusalem and conquer the world is It's here. It's here. There's no way out but Christ. Reject him. Don't do it. The devil's a lie. The truth is not. He knows Christ still loves you. Make no difference what you have done or what you have said. You still can be saved right now. Right now. Don't wait till you die. Don't wait till you get sick or in an automobile accident or drug overdose. Don't wait. Get it now, sister, brother. Oh, how I love you. Listen to me. Saddest thing in the world is when Jesus says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't even know you. And they're going to say, we did wonderful things. We heal the sick and raise the dead, cast out the devil. We do wonderful works. Oh, we had it. We were dancing and we were shouting and we did this. And Jesus said, I don't know you. You've been playing a hypocrite. You've been trying to claim my name and don't know my name in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind. You don't know me. You say you know me, but you say you know me. Don't make no I've got to know you. And thank God. If you know that you know that Jesus knows you through his blood, that's the only way he can know you. Then when Christ comes, in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. This is watchman on the wall. this is real. this is the real deal. the real deal time is winding up. Time is winding up. I mean it winding up until the newsman is vexed by the news that we are hearing around the world. The whole world is in chaos. The whole world is mixed up. the whole world is confused. the whole world. Why? They won't come to Christ. They want to live without Christ. They don't want to shout for Christ. They don't want to endure with Christ. They don't want to praise Christ. And when you reject God's word and his son and his love, there's only one thing can happen to you, destruction. And Jesus Christ don't want you to be destroyed. Come to him now. He loves you. He died for you. He suffered for you. Why don't you come to him? Because he is worthy to be praised. I'm not a singer, but I'd like to sing this song. If you can bear with me, I hope you don't (laughs) run away. It goes like this. There are some things I may not know. There are some places I can't go. But I am sure of this one thing that God is real for I can feel. Him in my soul, oh, yes, God is real, real in my soul. Yes, God is real, for he had watched and made me whole. His love for me, his life gold. Yes, God is real, for I can feel. Him in my soul, oh, yes, God is real, real in my soul, yes, God is real, for He had watched and made me whole. His love for me, ooh, His life to yes, God is real, for I can feel. His holy power. Amen, amen. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to express and inspire you. I'm trying to let you know God is real. I know He's real. I don't have to, you know, I do ask me no question about it. I don't have no question mark above my head. He's real because I know He's real because He lives in me. His Son lives in me. He's real because He lives in me. And how did He? How did He? How was He able to? Read? Come and live in my life? How, how was he come to save me? How did he do that? He did it by the cross. He did it by the cross. When he hung on that cross, he gave up his life. And when he gave up his life, he died for my sins. Dirty sin, rotten sin, lazy sin, all kinds of sin. He died it through his blood. He can sanctify my soul and set me apart from sin forever. The only motion of sin that I can do is in the flesh. Because the flesh has not been redeemed, can't be redeemed. The only time I become perfect, sinless, is because, number one, I got to receive my glorified body. And that glorified body is found in Christ. Because this earth after this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, I have, I have, I have another building. Not made with hands. In the eternal heavens of me. Don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Jesus wants your soul. He can't save your body, but he sure can save your soul. Because the Bible says there's nothing good in the flesh. Nothing. Nothing is good in the flesh. The flesh is sinful. The the flesh cannot be redeemed. But the Bible said we shall be transformed, our bodies shall be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, and we will have a body like him at the rapture. Then we can go to heaven. For me to go to heaven in this body, I never will get there. Never. Never. I've got to be changed in order to go to heaven two times. Heart has to be changed and my body got to be changed. Then I can live with Jesus. I can see God face to face. I can touch God. Woo! Good God Almighty. And the Bible says, no man has ever seen God. No man can ever approach God and look up on his face and see him and live. Paul, Apostle, not apostle, but Moses wanted to see God face to face, and God said, no man can see my face and survive. He will be consumed into ashes if he will look at me. And the only thing God could tell Moses, go between the mountains and I'll let you see the glory of my back shoulder blade, my back parts. And Moses saw the glory of the Lord by looking at his backside. So you talk about going to heaven? No sin get there. You talk about going to heaven? You got to be sanctified. You talk about going to heaven? You got to be justified. If you talk about going to heaven, you got to be washed in the blood of the lamb. You got to rebuke the devil and tell him to go to hell yourself. Cause I ain't, you ain't taking me. I got Jesus, the Savior of the world. And he got me forever. This is all bizarre telling you. Apostle Paul said, the Philippians said, how shall I be saved? Apostle Paul breaks it down in Romans 10 and 9. 10 and 9 says, if thou confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. S-A-B-E-D. Saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. If we got 15 more minutes, I'm praying that You hear me? I'm praying that you can understand the word of God. I'm praying that you understand this thing about church going. It's good to go to church, but going to church will not save you. You must be born again. You must come by the cross. You got double cross, you got blue cross, you got red cross, you got the crossroad, you got the crossroad of life, and then you got calvary cross. The only cross that can really give you joy, peace, and love is the cross of Christ. It's all the way through the Bible. And it started in the garden of Eden. God Almighty sacrificed two animals and clothed Adam and Eve. He was telling them, he told Lucifer, you're going to bruise my heel, but I'm going to bruise. He's telling Adam, I'm coming down here on this earth within a period of 4,000 years, and I'm going to redeem mankind. And mankind said, I don't want it. But that's all right. You got a choice. That's all right. God, give you a choice. You can receive him or you can reject him. You got a choice. God ain't going to make you accept him. He said, come unto me, those are the heavenly ladies. and and I'm going to give you rest. If you want rest, the only rest you're going to get is through Jesus Christ. But God gave mankind a choice. You want to go to hell? You can go. You want to go to heaven? You can go. Either it's Jesus Christ or Satan. Don't let nobody fool you. God ain't got no special people that he already predestinated and told him, uh, uh, you're going to hell anyway. I don't care what you do, but the Bible says, except you repent, you shall likewise tell You got a choice. I want to know this. Give me a question. I'm going to ask you a question. How are you going to escape hell? How, tell me how are you going to escape hell's fire? Tell me how are you going to escape this world? How are you going to escape the tribulation? How are you going to escape all oh, this is coming upon the face of the earth? Only one way. Only one way. Your insurance can't do it. Your job can't do it. You can't do it. How in the world are you going to escape hell's fire? Only one way, Jesus Christ. Whoever believeth and baptized shall be saved. Whoever believeth not shall be damned. This is L.G. Bizarre coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I want those that know the word of prayer, pray for me that I can continue on doing this. Sometimes the devil try to discourage me and tell me, oh, well, you ain't hitting nobody. You ain't telling nobody nothing. Folks ain't listening to you. But you know something? I'm going on. 'Cause I know what the end's gonna be like. The end's gonna be joyful. The end's gonna be right. The end's gonna be for the glory of God. So I'm closing with this. Jesus near the cross.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah the Creep
0: to all I hear
1: in sleep, from care, mountain in the cross, oh in the cross, oh be. My glory heaven free to all your healing streams
0: flow
1: from Calvary's mountain. Heaven the cross, oh, in yeah, the cross, be my glory,
0: heaven,
1: oh, yeah, free to all, oh, yeah, let's stream, oh, yeah, flow from God bless you, this is Elbazazar i'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go We come short of ten minutes, but I'm going on in tonight. I want y'all to continue to pray for me. I'll be on Sunday at five o'clock. We'll be preaching the gospel. I'm not gonna stop now. it's too late. Y'all pray for me that I go strong in the Lord. This is Elder G. Bazar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Give an honor to Atlanta, Georgia, Block Talk Radio. Keep on praying. Keep on looking up for the king is coming very soon. God bless.